This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Steve Brandy on WDAN News. This newscast brought to you by Right Seating and Air. Call Frank at 217-442-4027. He always answers the phone. As we get closer to the March 19th primary, what is happening around the state? Well, there's one familiar voice being heard. Securing the U.S. southern border, a hot topic as voters get closer to the 19th. Now, this is especially true in the U.S. 12th congressional district in this state. Republican voters are going to decide between Mike Bost, who has represented the district since 2015, or former state legislator and gubernatorial candidate Darren Bailey. Bailey held a press conference earlier this week at the Texas-Mexico border. Failed radicals like Joe Biden and his so-called Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas empower the cartels, turning human misery into a lucrative business, all while deadly fentanyl floods our streets. Bailey calling for the completion of a border wall. Both latest television ad also calls for strengthening the U.S. southern border by in part hiring more agents. And again, that primary is March 19th. Well, after voting down a proposed amendment to delay taking action, the Danville City Council Tuesday evening did pass a rental housing registration package of updated rules for City of Danville landlords. One person quite pleased with this was former Alderwoman Brenda Brown. Prior to her stepping down from the council, she was working with Alderwoman Trisha Teague and Sharon Pickering on this issue, and Brown was asked to continue working with them afterwards to try and get a certain minority of Danville landlords to take better care of their properties. Brown says a major part of what was passed was not only designed to make sure that Danville landlords' registrations are up to date with the city, but also to assure tenants that if they have a complaint about their rental property, they can freely complain without fearing retaliation. Brown says that has not always been the case. Then what would come next, they would would boot them out. They'd make them leave. And so um, we had to word the ordinance so would support not only the tenant, but also just to let the landlord know that the city is serious about the landlords taking care of their property, keeping it registered as they should. Brown says this is a major step in bringing more quality rental properties to Danville, especially for people who work in Danville and would like to live there. Meanwhile, the city recently found out that they are not this year receiving the applied for $600,000 state-financed open space lands acquisition and development Oslid grant to provide assistance for the construction of the new Garfield Park. City engineer Sam Cole says that even if it takes a bit longer now, the plan remains to get the new Garfield pool opened in late May and continue working on the park afterwards. We will not have the funding we were seeking for um, some of the sidewalk work, playground equipment, items like that. But I think it's not going to slow us down, really. We're going to keep pushing, and we're still eager to move, and we're not out of stuff to do out there yet. So the pool, plenty left to do, but we are optimistic we're going to be open on Memorial Day weekend this uh, spring or early summer, depending on your view of that. The new Garfield Park and Pool being paid for by COVID relief ARPA funds. Cole says the city will likely apply for the Oslo grant again next year. 
Well, lots of talk about lots of things at the spring session in Springfield. Illinois legislators from both sides laying out their plans to fight poverty. Numbers from the World Population Review show that Illinois is in the top 10 in terms of residents currently living under the poverty line. Illinois, one of three Midwestern states in the top 10. State Rep. LaShawn Ford explained some reasons for the increased poverty, which he said included a lack of support. Well, you know, I think it starts definitely with making sure that people have access to (laughs) employment. And first, you have to make sure that you have a strong um, um, business climate to hire people. So we need to be business friendly and be able to um, have opportunities for people to work. State Rep. Martin McLaughlin said, quote, poor policies are creating opportunity deserts in Illinois. A Metropolis, Illinois man who was killed in World War II now officially accounted for Sergeant William Lukering was 28 when his B-17 bomber was struck by German aircraft fire in 1944. The crash site wasn't discovered until 2012. Last year, scientists used DNA analysis to positively identify the remains as belonging to Lukering. The family plans to bury his remains in Round Knob. I'm Steve Brandy. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.